0: Welcome to Hot D, the officially unofficial podcast for House of the Dragon on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're covering Season 1, Episode 4, King of the Narrow Sea. Aaron, you've seen it a few times now, presumably. What'd you think? This might be my new favorite episode, um, because absent
1: a big battle, which I feel like Game of Thrones, like usually when you have a big battle episode, that kind of is is it, that that takes front and center... Uh, outside of like a, a battle, although we did have a an, an inter- interesting duel that was kind of sort of off screen, but kind of sort of in the middle of the screen. Uh, it did kind of everything that you want a Game of Thrones universe project to do. It's got the intrigue. It's got the sex. It's got the complicated moral and ethical dilemmas. Um and the more I watched it, the more I saw people discussing elements of, you know, Alicent's relationship with Viserys, uh, Rhaenyra's relationship with Damon, Rhaenyra's mm-hmm. relationship with uh, Sir Kristen Cole, um, the more I'm like, this is a pretty cleverly constructed show that, like, there's this much debate and discourse um, happening among the ma- major characters and, and the major action. Um and like i again it feels very realistic from the relationships you know they're growing well not growing but growing apart between rhaenyra and allicent and you know i thought it was great to see viserys happy for i don't know five or ten minutes of a house of the dragon episode uh Mm. i i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it uh how about yourself
0: yeah me too i think that's absolutely right this is pretty complex episode and pretty uh there's a lot of room for debate on people's feelings on matters and people's uh, motivations. And I think that's, what's super exciting about it. I will say I felt more strongly that way until I went and I mistakenly watched or, you know, uh, unfortunately watched the, I I don't know what they call it here, but the inside the episode uh, Mm. thing at the end of the episode, yeah, and th- they, they spell it all out, right? They, they spell out pretty much everything that you are questioning in that. And I feel like that did me a disservice because I like that when I'm able to sort of come up with my interpretation of what I just saw on screen and who is scheming and who is not and who's playing straight and where their affections lie. I want to be able to do all that. But when they just come out and say, yeah, Damon can't get it up here. Uh, he's impotent. Um, that that kind of ruins the speculation because I'm wondering like, does Damon just change his mind midstream here? Is it like uh, he can't go through with it? You know, he had this plan to get back at the king or whatever, and now he just can't do it because Rhaenyra is too innocent and he's feels like too much of an asshole. It, it didn't seem like that. It seemed like it was just straightforward. Eh, he he couldn't get it up, so he slapped the wall and left. Um, I I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about like being so privy to the authorial intent here, right? Um, it well, takes something away. It feels like sometimes.
1: Yeah. And we're also free to just tell those people to go fuck themselves because like, it's not like sure, there hasn't make it been. On screen. Yeah. It doesn't. The it doesn't. And 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 these people lie. They're professional liars and storytellers. Sure. And sure. I've seen in Game of Thrones certainly where directors will give an inside interview and be like, "Oh, this is what why we're intending," and it's completely the opposite of what I got from the screen. And whether that's because of their own biases or the the fact that they are trying to the the, the trick and deceive, and you know, like impotence. Uh, can mean a lot of things there's psychological there's physiological there's complex uh, mixes of the two Um, so like someone saying that like someone's in uh, you know cannot perform there's so many reasons that like even then there's like Mm -hmm. a huge cloak to kind of hide motivations and and, and whatnot behind so like but I I agree I don't know that these pithy five six minute things after every episode does much but shut down
0: valid discussion and debate um, you know, I I mean, I've, I'm sure for people who don't who don't like want to get in and, and mix it up with you know the other fans and try and figure out what's happening, they, they probably really enjoy that stuff, right? Yeah, it gives them the, clarity, the fan that only important.
1: watches official HBO per stuff, uh-huh. doesn't listen to podcasts, doesn't get on YouTube or subreddits or forums or discords. yeah, those are probably pitched just right for those type type of uh-huh. people.
0: No, I think that's totally valid. I That's not a bad type of person to be. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) I mean,
1: Um, uh, I won't say it's healthy to spend 20-plus hours each week (laughs) uh, obsessing over House of the Dragon. Uh, It's kind of lucrative in my case, which is why I do it. But, like, yeah, I'm not going to say that those fucking idiots are just watching an hour and in a five-minute post-show and going on in their lives. What a bunch of suckers. But...
0: uh, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, But for me, it was a little... A little disappointing to hear it spelled out so black and white, um, but I, I do still have a lot of questions, you know, and, and I think this episode is is better than being boiled down to a five minute uh, interview f- with the creators. So we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it when we get to those scenes. But yes, do, I, do you I think listen on to... Second Watch it was more it was more of everything I liked about it on First Watch.
1: Do you listen to the official podcast? I do not. So they had a really interesting interview with the guy at a Sir Kristen Cole. Um, I haven't learned his, his actor's name yet. And they talk about the fact that this is the first house of dragon episode directed by a woman, uh, Uh, Claire Kilner she's going to direct the next episode as well as the penultimate episode this season and you know this is the first season of any kind of Game of Thrones show maybe season eight where they have you know HBO's really mandated these intimacy coordinators to make sure that everybody's input Mm -hmm. is heard and that no one's pressured to do anything wild and like it felt like that that led to in the case of the sex scene between Christian Cole and Rhaenyra, in like really fruitful directions because they were like talking mm-hmm. about how awkward it is for both of them, and some of that awkwardness coming into like just how what a process it is to disrobe a Kingsguard, and you know that there's like that's it's, it's awkward, but there's also this kind of like build up and tension and anticipation, and uh, it seems like the the actors' input kind of made that into a more emotionally resonant scene. Um, and yeah, I, I, the, the, you know, we're going to talk about cause these things are all juxtaposed intentionally, just yeah, like yeah. the jousting was juxtaposed with the terrible, uh, you know, short, short, lived birth of the, uh, uh, of Balin mm-hmm. there. Um, they're intentionally juxtaposing, juxtaposing Alicent with Viserys with Rhaenyra and her two lovers here. And I think it's like I said, really interesting to
0: analyze what all is going on uh, yeah, there. For sure, that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I've come to the Game of Thrones universe for, and it feels like they're nailing it. Yeah, smut. That's
1: what we're all we're here <laughs> sure, for. Them. We're here for sure. that mushroom flavor.
0: I mean, what... I'm not not here for that, but also <laughs> I'm here for the yeah. intrigue.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I guess the first time I was just kind of taken aback by how mushroomy it was. Um, but then, then when I started rewatching and I, you know, I reread the relevant passages in Fire and Blood and I just came away of like, I'm really amazed at how well they're blending the various threads of the stories that like, you know, Septon Eustace says this and mushroom says this. And the uh, uh, maester of this says this, like they're really kind of trying to find like, why would an a it's not just this historical account is right, but like where were these, did these things come from nothing? Mm-hmm. And like, you see the Rhaenyra like denies anything happened, And Damon kind of like, doesn't deny anything happens. And if you are a court, you know a a courtier and you're you're just hanging about and you're hearing whispers how would that be written down in a history book 200 years after the fact i just feel like they're fucking nailing that aspect of it and i that's Hmm. one things i'm most excited because i was wondering how whether they would just be like a choose your own adventure do you want things to be hot and horny do you want things to be stuffy and stayed do you want things to be it, no it's it's kind of like successfully blending definitely leaning the one direction or the other episode by episode but you you understand why people said the things they did and and what sources that the maester was quoting in fire and blood and it's it's been it's been really entertaining as a person it's into the lore and into the source material to
0: see them just breathe life into it nice there's still lots of hot d left to talk about we'll be right back after the break And now back to hot deep. All right. Oh, well, I think it's about time we got into the recap. What do you say? Let's tackle the king of the narrow sea. All right. We start off with lords from across the kingdoms attempting to impress Rhaenyra in order to win her hand in marriage. She does not believe any of them are worthy matches.
1: This is something that they have adapted from the books. There's mention that Rhaenyra takes this kind of tour around the kingdom. um, And they even cite that there was a a duel that broke out over her favor between these uh, um, the the lords of the Blackwoods and the Brackens, which we see depicted here. Um, They did some weird blending of set and setting like these are all river lords. Hmm, and okay. they're sitting in the Stormland Seat of Power, Storms End. This is Boros Baratheon. You saw him request the the Queen Who Never Was his favor in the opening tourney. Um,
0: is that who this guy is sitting next to, or whispering? Yeah, in her ears? yeah. Okay, he's, he's the the I saw Lord a of Baratheon. But
1: yeah, he's the he's the Lord of Storms End, and. But yet, these are all the Riverlands lords that are courting her, and when she dashes out after the the violence breaks, and she's like, "I'm I'm done swiping left on all these fuckers." Uh, they mentioned that they're going to go uh, their next their next uh, ha- uh, stop was Bitterbridge, which is a seat uh, in the Reach. So it's like it seems like they're going geographically centered areas that built. So like I I wasn't sure, but it felt like this was essentially uh, a scene to kind of sum up all those different paragraphs of this courtship. You know, it's like, gotcha. uh, she's, she's dating, she's, she's considering river lords in the storm lands and her next stop is the reach. That's literally
0: half of the seven kingdoms right there. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. She's doing a tour. Um, th- that explains the tour. You know, we, we were wondering, okay, is this Dragonstone or what? But if it was Dragonstone, everybody's coming to her. She's out there doing the tour. It
1: also explains, I think, early, because I didn't get this when I was watching at first, the early goings of the episode, like Viserys seems a little ho- more hostile, to Rhaenyra, than you would suspect. And I think it's because he's kind of peeved. He's pleased with what's going on in Damon, but he's also peeved that she has essentially blown up her own, you know, the thing that she asked for. At least let me choose my own hand. She's not really taking it serious, like... Burroughs points out that like you are kind your royal tongue is cashing or is is, is writing checks that your royal ass cannot ca- uh, cash like you are offending many powerful lords just with your dismissive and shit. Like You can think whatever you want, but like, you know, to make fun of these lords for being too old, uh, for being too young, for being too wet, like it's, you know, you're off- and then to just bounce on half of them i i i question rainier's readiness as a politician is all i'm saying oh and totally. you wonder how like you know she's got this acerbic wit from i guess damon how that's going to mix when she has to like you know handle matters of state later on
0: Hmm. yeah she's doing the old bachelorette thing here um do you want to know I, some I do still even after this episode wonder you know who's going to get the rose right like uh, Kristen Cole seems like a very good match although the oath pretty much prevents any of that so do you think the rose might but, be held
1: this the rose might be held by many hands at some point. <laughs> Uh, uh, mini
0: marriages maybe i don't know well
1: i yeah i mean we're, we're talking so you're okay we're talking about the official lawfully married aspect of it i thought we were talking about the uh-huh. the hands on the stem of the rose
0: perhaps but uh oh no the person with the roses is the winner right i i don't know i don't watch that show, yeah, but the, yeah does the either. rose change hands frequently i i don't know
1: I thought that the rose was, ex- yeah, fuck it. I honestly, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> do they start off with a bunch of roses and you have to turn your rose in? Does they he do, only, yeah,
0: yeah each, that's it. Each contestant gets a rose and turning a pair the rose, of he
1: eats it right in front of her and then mm-hmm. she weeps and she's thrown out of the show, I think. Yeah. That's how, that's that's pretty much how it happens. Uh, and sure. I'll not be told otherwise.
0: Um, so I, do here, you want to hear? Here's the thing about the uh, this duel that breaks out. I love it because it, it who, who did you say this guy was bracken so um the, the, the real mouthy one
1: the blackwood is the kid uh-huh. and the bracken is the kind of like uh older uh kid bully the mouthy one yeah yeah
0: and then he decides to fight this kid which it, it can can only go wrong right there, there's no good right. outcome when you decide to fight a child you, you yeah. eat a win, and, you, <laughs> and congratulations, dude! You just beat a child. Yeah, you, you ran like that cold. Asshole.
1: You ran that cold steel through a twelve-year-old's belly. Congrats! Yeah,
0: or you lose, and you're dead.
1: Yeah, great. Yeah, uh, double impressive. Yeah, and the twelve-year-old ran his cold steel through your belly. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you? So you want to hear some behind the scenes? Yeah. Um, this uh, Blackwoods and Bracken is one of the oldest feuds in the Seven Kingdoms. It dates back to. At least the Andal invasion. You'll recall that Westeros was originally settled by the first men. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then some thousands of years later, uh, it was partially conquered up to the neck by the Andals. That was 4,000 years ago. These houses have been feuding uh, to the extent that they don't even remember why. Like they both say that the other was the illegitimate. Liege lord that uh, stole the the seat from each other. Neither of them are the ruler of. Obviously, House Tully is ruling the Riverlands now, and this is just kind of a nod and a wink because like this is something. It, martin This is something I really admire about Martin. Is like this world is fucking populated. Like the castle that the old uh, Dondarian guys mentioned in Blackhaven. You know, uh, he's talking about it, having a moat, you know, this, this deep, dry moat. And the uh, w- uh the uh, world of ice and fire, it's mentioned that this castle's moat is so deep. It's said to be bottomless. Some people think it's bottomless. Hmm. And this was the castle where Sir Barristan the Bold got to start. He bar- he 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 borrowed a mismatched set of armor at 10 years old and entered the tourney as a mystery knight and started his career. Like all these locations have like rich history to them. Uh, even minor ones like the house seat of the D- D- Darians who gives a fuck. But Martin is like spent a lot of time with the map and thinking about like, oh yeah, here in, in, uh, in, 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 uh, 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 uh 297 AC that it's, it's kind of crazy. And this, this feud going back is something else because like every once in a while, you'll see in fire and blood or the world of ice and fire, just out of nowhere, the Brackens and Blackwoods are at each other's throat. <laughs> uh,
0: uh-huh. it's wild to me that in a world, where houses keep four thousand year old grudges alive, that Viserys would wonder how can Lord Corlys still be salty with me? <laughs> My God, it's been three years. <laughs> yeah, you wonder if that's like self interested, you
1: know, kind of like sure. yeah, sure. There are other houses that get, but we're we're Valerians, man. We should get over this shit. Yeah, we're, dry, <laughs> we're yeah. Um, It's also like, you know, I think you're supposed to understand this is more like uh, Rhaenys' commentary in the first episode that, like, you've got all these young lords who've never been able to distinguish themselves in battle. And here they're looking to, you know, get a fine Targaryen princess. And if not, then maybe bloodied in combat. Uh, They're just spoiling Mm -hmm. for a fight.
0: Well, maybe attend the next tourney because it gets pretty rowdy there. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're we going to ride back to King's Landing where Damon buzzes Rhaenyra's tower on Caraxes. Uh, <laughs> not the not the last time he'll buzz her tower in this episode. Heyo! <laughs> I did not realize that a dragon wing uh, flap was so powerful. Holy cow. It nearly capsizes this boat.
1: I mean, I was wondering that, too. But on the other hand, like those dragon wings are about the size of the ship sails and those yeah. sails are designed to catch wind. To so, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Um, and Wild. it's not like it tipped. It's not like it capsized it, but it did, you know, knock they people down. Uh, yeah. Not, it gave um, Renier a good knock on the head. It'd be funny if he killed her. <laughs> like,
0: what?
1: Yeah, imagine like imagine like uh when she shows up and Viserys, you know, like uh, she she uh, or the, the boat shows up and and Damon's already into is like, oh, I'm giving you this crown, brother, and Viserys is about to take him back, and you know, and the lord, the, the 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 one of the King's guard runs in, and is like, my God, Caraxus just buzzed her Khan and killed Princess Rhaenyra, like Jesus, Damon, mm-hmm. what an asshole. So Rhaenyra also hmm? likes it. That's the other thing. It's like yeah, she yeah. likes the bad boy aspect of her Uncle Damon.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we we go to Damon returning victorious as the king of the Narrow Sea, but he does acknowledge uh, to the king that there is only one true king, and Viserys congratulates him on his victory, and the brothers become friends again. You love to see it.
1: Yeah, this is like literally from the books talking about the whole ra- realm applauding the two brothers reuniting and kind of like you can hear you can almost feel an audible gap, like a sigh of relief. Like, oh, thank God, we're not mm-hmm. going to have a Targaryen civil war. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, I thought it was this was played perfect. I love Damon swaggering up to the King's Guard and like letting them put their the point of their swords right to his chest. Mm -hmm. and the provocation of him wearing the crown that he turns into his courtly, you know, because he gets on the one knee and offers the the crown to his true king, and just how tickled Viserys, and and relieved. Like, he's genuinely moved and relieved that this is happening. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he wants to have to fight Daemon here.
1: What did you think about Rhaenyra, the way she was trying to kind of, like, muscle in?
0: Oh, she's, like looking around for damon you know she's excited that her uncle is back
1: it's really kind of notice me Sinpai type of mm-hmm. uh that that, that she's she, she's going for here just kind of like come on uncle look over here look over here i got i got your necklace on you know i got uh and and he's yeah. a- ignoring her which makes me wonder did he not see her or is this like because that's despite what they say on the behind the scenes I, I I've still I've seen this episode three times now, and I, I wonder how much of a game, a deliberate game he's playing, and how much of this is just him kind of being an oversized boy figuring shit out for himself.
0: Yeah. Uh it's a good question that I, I'm sure we'll get deeper into as the episode goes. Uh it, there's a lot of little stuff here that I like, you know, just the the fact of the Ceres like takes his sword and sort of you know, eyes it for a second and is like clutching it through the entire scene. I don't know if this is like part of a ceremonial performance here, or if this is more like, I might need this sword. I'm, I'm, I'm going to really hold on to this sword during this ceremony. Well, so like, there's like
1: this. I, and I don't know if they're deliberately going in there's but there's like this custom in Westeros that, like, if a lord greets you with a, a sword in his lap, then that's like a naked threat. If the sword's bared, it's like a super threat. Sure. And here, like, standing in front of the sword with the like sword in front of you, seems like it was like a deliberate kind of like, I am the fucking throne, and you know I'm surrounded here in my power, and you better watch it, Damon. Mm-hmm. But. Also, the way that Viserys is kind of using Blackfire—this is again the ancestral Valerian's uh, uh, sword carried by Aegon the Conqueror—he's using it like a cane. Like I, I think bit. you're you're really supposed to understand yeah. that maybe this king's getting a little frail. Uh, these all these nicks and and wounds are are adding up.
0: And I've seen it pointed out that he does not sit on the throne anymore. Yes, there's uh,
1: several scenes where he entertains people in the. Uh, now I think the first scene is like you're supposed to understand that this is a surprise visit and everyone's kind of like you know like all the lords at court and the ladies at court are kind of filing in They're, you know it's, this isn't official like so maybe and then the other scene where he's just essentially kicking Damon's ass I don't know yeah. if we can draw too much from this but it also wouldn't surprise me if he's trying to keep from sitting on that as much as possible because it keeps biting yeah. him yeah
0: yeah for sure uh, there's another little moment that I love in this when Damon takes what I assume is the the crab feeder's weapon, right? And th- throws it on the floor and says, add it to the chair, which Badass. is in itself disrespectful, I thought. Uh, it's a throne, man. It's not a chair. Uh, he he uses a very diminutive term for the king's seat of power.
1: Yeah. It'd have been funny
0: if he said high chair because that also would have been accurate.
1: <laughs> sure. But yeah, I think I think that that's the Warhammer that the crab feeder was using to nail dudes. I think so. To the the, yeah. the beach, you don't get a good look at it. You get we like ne- f- and we never got to see them. It. Yeah, it like slot. Sl- 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 I, I wonder if they shot that duel because like the way Maybe. they sh- they zoomed in on a hammer. Just, I think it's supposed to look at this iconic thing. You're supposed to, but I, you know, I think you can assume an infer, but. They, I, they, they didn't make that hammer as iconic as some weapons we've seen in Game of Thrones for sure. Sure. Uh, what did you think of uh, Damon's haircut? Is he more or less dreamy now that he has a establishment haircut? I mean, he could show up at uh, Sterling Cooper as sure. a young ad ad exec and get hired off the spot with that haircut. You could set your watch by that thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could get, get a little uh, pomade in there or something. Sure, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like it. I think it certainly he is as somebody who was trying to grow their hair, I got it about that long. I got to say any longer. and It's just unruly. <laughs> it's so I was annoying. thinking it was just so matted with
1: blood that he just like, MVP. oh, God, it's like it's like when you get too much bubble gum in your hair and your mom just like gets out the buzz You know, it's like I've I've tried the peanut butter. I've tried the vegetable oil. It's time for the clippers. You know, he mm-hmm. just couldn't
0: get all that crab food out of his hair. Yeah, he's trying to avoid grayscale. He's like, ah, this is all covered in grayscale blood. Get it off me. It's like lice.
1: Yeah, just like, "Ah, you know what? Shave it all off. I don't want to take chances.
0: (laughs) All right, let's go over to Viserys and Daemon reminiscing and making the women uh, feel unwanted. So they go off and they sit together and talk, Rhaenyra and Alicent, and they bond over their very similar lots in life. Yeah, do you like
1: <sighs> Allison reminds me I think you're supposed to think of Allison a lot of Sansa, and early Sansa was all about this life. She was all about mm-hmm. finding her lord husband and getting married and having children and making him happy and being the lady at court and oh my god, it'll be all my dreams. And then you see allison has been through through three years, but like no one takes her seriously. You know, like, I don't think she's even in the tapestries. This is something that she was keeping going from the previous tr- the Targaryen regime. And she's like, you know, I got these. And and Viserys, like, puts her down deliberately in front of her brother to score points. Like, fucking tapestries.
0: Get out of here. The yeah. goddamn tapestries laughing in her face like that. That's that's real shitty. Also, I, I have to imagine that Daemon might be into these tapestries if they're the ones that are hanging in her chambers. And I and think actually, in yeah. Viserys' chambers too, like they're hanging everywhere in this castle.
1: Yeah, it's all the the erotic tapestries. I think Damon would be super interesting, mm-hmm. uh, so find them super interesting, and Viserys is is just being shitty to his child bride. Yeah, um, it sucks. and like it makes sense that he's a little frosty the Rhaenyra because again, you know she's not even supposed to be here. She's supposed to be on mm-hmm. her way to another uh, bachelorette show. Um, but yeah, it just feels like they really make this they. They, they really sell this with the conversation that uh, Rhaenyra and uh, Allison have where Allison or Rhaenyra essentially puts her foot in her mouth. It's like Allison did last episode about the childbearing with like, mm-hmm. man, I do not want to be imprisoned in some castle just punching out airs like, you Oops. know, movie tickets. And Allison's like, oh, you mean like me? And that scene that we're going to get to here in a minute where Allison is trapped with a screaming child, no one there to help her. Which, Jesus shouldn't she have an, literally an army of people to be just like take this screaming whelp you know but the way those those windows we point this out in instant take that like they're very much like prison bars and mm. she is here just utterly alone uh, and being and, and when she's
0: not alone she's being used yeah no I really love this conversation it's a moment where both of them realize that they are more similar they're in more similar situations than they want to acknowledge. Uh, Especially Mm -hmm. Rhaenyra, right? Like, she thinks she's uh, somehow different. She thinks Allison like, made a stupid choice and she's angry at her for it, but then realizes, oh, actually, she didn't have much of a choice. Yeah, Uh, just like I don't have much of a choice. Um, She finally gets Allison's, Allison's position and that's what, like, reconnects them. And
1: I, yeah, I really and I just felt it. so like she says how few friends she has, because like, you know, when she was the Lady Alicent, you know, uh, she had Rhaenyra and she had other friends at court. But now that she's the queen, there's this remove. Mm-hmm. You know, cause she has got real power um, yeah. and she's no longer just a person anymore. Um, and as a young girl, that transition has been tough and she's starting to start and have doubts of like, hey, maybe all this courtly love is bullshit. And maybe I did want something more. or at least wanted a husband that respected and and, and paid attention to me.
0: Mm hmm. All right, let's go over to Renira approaching Damon in the godswood to figure out why he's here. And he gives a coy answer. And then they talk about various subjects from marriage to sex to death to fear. They definitely have something going on. If I if I wasn't picking up on it before and I was not. Then this scene, you can't miss it.
1: Yeah, and I wonder because like Damon's standing there in the Godswood, which is interesting. I wouldn't think a a person like him would be very spiritual, and his kind of his eyes are closed, and his, kind of he's like basking in the warmth of the sun. Mm-hmm. And he says he's here for the comforts of home, which Rhaenyra uh, ne- immediately calls bullshit on. It's like you've never been comfortable here. Get out. Um, I feel like he's talking about her. But this is—is is, is he back for her? Or is this something that like hatches in this scene? Like the idea of like, oh, wow, she doesn't understand anything about sex and this whole deal. And she thinks it's this and I'm going to teach her. Um, and like I, I mean, she's kind of feisty and I like that. And she's a Targaryen and I like that. I'm an old school Targaryen. <laughs> I'm, I'm not above fucking a niece or two. Uh, uh, I, 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 I don't know because. This plan, like, I, I think Allison gets it right later that it is this kind of like diminishes Viserys, but like, I'm not sure yeah. what it gains Damon. And like, surely Damon didn't think that Viserys would be cool with this particular, like, maybe if he had come and said, you know, brother, you said I could have anything in the kingdom. <sighs> Turns out I really like uh, your daughter, my niece. And you know, we're Targaryen. I, I know what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. I got another wife, but like, you know, we're all Targaryen. Like, if, but he just goes and fucking does it. And in a in a a way that would embarrass, you know, everyone at court, I I just wondered.
0: Yeah, no, I I think it's right to wonder, like, does does he plan this from the start or is this something that he kind of discovers along the way here? I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a real nuanced episode. I like
1: that, especially when he says, you know, because she's like, yeah, you know, the thing is, it's like I could be pushed into childbirth until I die from it. Like my mom, she's got real trauma there. And Damon's like, well, you can't live your life in fear. You'll miss the best parts. And this is a guy who knows all about that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a guy who rather than be humiliated by his brother's aid and relief, went and, you know, Bonsai charged the crab feeders army and mm-hmm. almost killed him, got himself killed, but also is... But man, it's like he's just a, f- a weirdo because he he did all this stuff ostensibly to kind of like get f- a fame and glory and renown and maybe get back into the Targaryen's good graces and he goes back to court and that very evening makes an ass of everything. So like he That's wants kind of these thing. boons, but then he doesn't, he treats them lightly.
0: Yeah, I, hmm. I don't know. He, it, it, this all comes back to like, feel that Damon is a child uh, in so many respects and one of those is he's just kind of angry that his brother gets all the attention it feels like what it is like you know he's yeah. the king and what am I ever going to do to stand out especially that I'm now that I'm no longer the heir I don't, I'm not even in line for anything here yeah this second son thing is really eating away at him and so now he's just antagonizing his brother yeah He's super fun,
1: though. Like, I I don't think that Game of Thrones has often had just really, like, outright villains that have been this enjoyable to watch. Like, maybe Littlefinger at the the apex Mm -hmm. of his scheming before he kind of got bogged down in the Sansa plot. Yeah. Um, Varys, although Varys I would never say was, like, a villain. He was always ambiguous and gray. Mm -hmm. But Damon is just like, yeah, man, he just kills people and commits terrible war crimes and uh tries to deflower his niece and just like uh he's having a lot of fun doing it you know yeah there's something to be said
0: to that. <laughs> no, it, is, it is enjoyable <laughs> to watch for sure so the king and his council fret over what to do about lord corliss's occupation of the stepstones and his plan to wed his daughter to the sea lord of bravos which is one of the free cities that they're always talking about
1: yeah This is, you know, uh, this is momentous because it's like uh, Westeros is always worried about Essos. It's a larger, more powerful, richer continent that could come in and probably if it would ever if ever then this free cities could unite, uh, come over and and, uh, put put the kibosh on everything they're doing in Westeros. Mm -hmm. So it is a bit of a threat for Corlys to marry the, the the other into the other huge sea power of Essos. And yeah. like, you know, he's like their fleets combined. We got nothing. You know, we got our dragons and that's it. Uh, yeah, and we need real, our real own. Fight. Yeah, we need to get our own marriage pact going. We need to get in on this or it's it's going to be a bad political
0: situation. Which I do wonder, you know, they go to Corliss with this naked political arrangement. Is he going to be receptive to that or is he going to see it for what it is and realize that this is because Viserys is scared of the growing power that he's got? is I don't know if he's going to be receptive, but it's still putting your firstborn on the, you know, I know. Up, if it's, not
1: on the iron throne prox, you know, like you are the king regent yeah. uh, or the king, king consort, whatever. I don't know. Actually, I, I wonder because like, obviously the king is the king and the queen is the queen, but mm-hmm. like, do they have the thing? Like, is he a prince consort or what would they actually call him? Um And I, in the so way, know westeros is you know you've got a a powerful lord from a powerful wealthy family and he's got the ear of the monarch that's pretty damn that's the reason they Mm -hmm. don't that that no one wants damon to marry rhaenyra too is like oh my god you know that's this is because you know he's essentially one step away from the throne um Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but it's also like i'm pretty sure that um like obviously uh Cor or uh uh Laenor and Rhaenyra's children would be first in line. It's not like Lenor himself could ever sit the throne unless you had a situation where Rhaenyra would die while the kids are minor children then he'd probably be the king regent. But still yeah, yeah. that's got to that's got that's got to be a pretty big boon for a guy like Corlys. I think he sees it his is. way through that, yeah. Probably. Uh but we'll find out. Oh, also, it's kind of cool to see Rainier is on the small council. She got her marble and everything. I don't know what position mm-hmm. she's holding, but, uh, you know, she's she's not doing much yet, but she's she's actually stopped pouring wine and she's 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 uh, popping marbles now. Mm-hmm. There's still lots of hot D to talk about. We'll be back right after the break.
0: And now back to hot D. Uh, all right, let's go very quickly over to Allison, who tries to comfort her crying daughter. She's in uh, mom, jail. <laughs>
1: mom jail. Everybody else everybody else is going to their rooms to, car- to carve their castles or fuck their kings- the hunky Kingsguard and-, and she's just there with a colicky baby in mom
0: jail. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that evening, Rhaenyra enters her chambers where she finds some peasant clothes and a note with a map waiting for her. She puts on the rags and sneaks out of her chambers through a secret passage where she finds Damon waiting to take her to what I'm going to call lowborn Mardi Gras. I don't know if this is just a Tuesday night for them, if this is just what slutty they get up fair. To. Sure. <laughs> or just that's just Renfair. Fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, but yeah, it's a party in the streets, man it really is like I I
1: wrote in my note, notes that she's exposed to all all manner of strange drink shows and even witchcraft we got a, an eyeless mm-hmm. witch wanting to foretell her death you got mm-hmm. people breathing fire you got people handling fire one dude I don't know if that guy's going to use his hands again they're just yeah. like this is one night only I'm just going to set my hands in <laughs> fire and cackle like a maniac uh, but some pyromancy uh, tight acrobatics tightrope mm-hmm. walking it's just man this these streets of silk or wherever the, that I think that we're supposed to be at flea bottom uh it does seem like a real party reminds and me of the, also the dark side too right like people are getting mugged and stabbed and stolen from and yeah sure Inno- lots of innocence being lost here never mm-hmm. to be found again yeah it's it's definitely just like every kind of adult red light district it's it's got its good things and it's got its bad things
0: for sure uh I have to know so the Red Keep is obviously still a thing in Game of Thrones. We see right. it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any guess as to whose room this might be and to, as to whether or not they knew about the secret passages? Because I don't so recall them ever being used. Right. So
1: it's interesting because the lore behind this is that uh, Maegor the Cruel had the Red Keep built. You know, Aegon had minor fortifications and whatnot. Uh, you know, when, when he was king, like the King's Landing began literally as like a wood palisade, you know, just like an old frontier town with like an egg. They called right. the Aegon fort. It was just a wooden fort that he built on top of uh, the tallest hill uh, in King's landing. And, you know, they're always wanted you know, like we needed palace. It's going to be grand enough for the Targaryens. And, and Maegor is the one that kind of made that happen. And he wanted all these secret passages that so he could go anywhere, any place unseen, do whatever he wanted. And as soon as the thing was built, he invited all the designers to a big feast and then the Ozymandias them. He killed them all. Hmm. Uh, so it's it's unclear. And uh, and, and it, it, it seems that Megor took a lot of those secrets to the grave with him. It's unclear how someone like Damon or later on Viserys or not viserys barris would would uncover these secrets but it's an interesting thing cuz like a lot of people have said that like you know damon on the iron throne would be Magor reborn he's got all the secrets of Megor at mm-hmm. his fingertips i thought that was an interesting way to connect him back to this other kind of evil diabolical king nice but it's not clear to me how he would uncover like i'm i'm just guessing he kind of mischievous kind of uh, adventurous uh you know he's just kind of creeping around pulling on various sconces and tapping on various <laughs> you know mantles and you know he's just got just, just mapped out as much as he can
0: yeah so i, I guess these secrets are gonna like i don't if, know if Renira dies assuming she is she eventually dies at some point but like do, are these secrets gonna die with her because she knows about him now
1: well that's the thing it's like you'll recall there's a lot of speculation in Game of Thrones about like oh Tyrion knows all these secret tunnels into the Red Keep that might factor in the Dany invasion and then fuck all and came then, of yeah. it so
0: right, yeah okay yeah so maybe Tyrion did know maybe this gets this information makes it out of that room um, Viserys bathes and Allison dismisses the servants and washes his body which is covered in just open sores He's in bad shape. Mm. Yeah. It's not good. And, and you're
1: really seeing the duty and the dutiful wife uh, here that she like mm. uh, the way I read this is she's kind of like taking pity on her husband and, you know, seeing his obvious discomfort with his, his servants, you know, caring for him in this intimate way. And not very, not not, like he said, they're not especially, their touch isn't especially kind. They're just kind of debriding this wound the way like a fucking nurse would or something. So abrade
0: it until it goes away. Uh, Which he was because, because like,
1: you know, I guess a lot of like burn victims, they say this, like the the, the doctors and nurses are the devil to you because they're just hurting you. But like the thorough, it's important to thoroughly clean those wounds, right? Mm -hmm. I wonder if one of the things we're supposed to understand is. Alison by being kind is kind of kill, maybe killing the King. Cause like, maybe they really need to get in there and get those wounds a proper cleaning. And she's taken over and being like, ah, oh, just a little dab it, you know, they don't want to hurt you too much.
0: Yeah. Maybe uh, to me, this scene is a lot about Alison's mental state. Um, you, you're coming off the scene where she's bouncing this baby that's crying in her face. And mm-hmm. that's coming off the scene where she had the conversation with Rhaenyra about their lots in life. Um, and how they're, you know, in, in a prison just meant to pump out offspring. Uh, th- this to me is her going, okay, well, I don't like taking care of these children. But what I do like is the king. I fell in love with the king. And so I'm going to go be kind to the king. I, and that's going to like refortify my feelings about him and about myself and my life yeah. that I've got. Yeah. And I it just. I I think it works momentarily here, but but boy, by the end of the episode, obviously, she's right back to, oh, God, this is my life.
1: Yeah. And I think that, like, this conversation Rhaenyra had, because they haven't talked in a long time. Seems like it's been about Mm -hmm. six to 12 months since last episode. And Rhaenyra has been on this whirlwind marriage tour. And, you know, Allison's happy to get her friend back. And maybe the air is cleared between them. And then Rhaenyra drops this truth bomb they're like oh god I whatever happens to me I hope I don't get your exact fate and it feels like it really mm-hmm. you, you see just her noticing like god this sucks taking care of this screaming child god this sucks cre- cleaning out my husband's back wounds god this sucks being I just had my nightly glass of wine I'm about to the dr- the d- 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 sleep and in this day and I'm being recalled to his royal presence to service him ah you know like she's she's all this stuff is like with Rainier's words fresh in her mind is is really um really driving a lot of discontent with where mm-hmm. she's at.
0: Yeah, and then the juxtaposition like you said of these scenes with Rhaenyra and Damon running through lowborn Mardi Gras and her servicing the king are like it, very much contrasting the lives that they're leading right um, yeah and and the freedom or lack thereof that they have because she's stuck in this now like there's no way out of it for her sure but Rhaenyra is like right on the threshold being like I I don't want this you know mm-hmm. I, I've seen the fate and I, I can choose here
1: there's so. also that kind of like you know if you're the, fir- you're the first married couple that has kids in your friend group and your friends are like hey we're going downtown to go drinking and dancing and <laughs> totally woo! and yeah like L- Allison's looking at uh, Rhaenyra sneaking out with her hot uncle to the streets of silk and she's
0: like god damn it I guess I'll just mm-hmm. drink my wine and go to sleep you know yep all right Rhaenyra and Damon watch a play about the selection of the air and it's not flattering to Rhaenyra she tries to dismiss it but Damon reminds her that it's important because the people see it as uh, important and then she steals something and runs off inviting him to chase I loved uh, Matt
1: Smith's Daemon here when she says, oh, the people's wands are no consequence and his kind of like dark laugh at like how naive that is. And in much the same way, like, that's Tyrion chuckling at Joffrey's bullshit, right? Um, yeah. And the fact that you, you mentioned this is not a flattering portrayal of Rhaenyra. It's a super unflattering portrayal of Damon. He's portrayed as a oh, petulant, sure. ineffectual child that's just pouting over the fact that he's completely cut out of the throne. The crowd Which clearly exactly wants... How I see him. <laughs> clearly wants the golden haired aegon who mm-hmm. you know is is the legitimate son of the king and he's got a cock i love the guy pulling that thing out of his pants <laughs> the rope yeah the rope cock uh god i i need i need a guide i need a guide on how to tie that that would be uh that's what <laughs> <It's> i'm gonna <laughs> be working on in my next camp yeah it's quite the knot uh-huh. <laughs> um and i i also like we talk about this show doesn't have a lot of humor but like i really got a chuckle out of rhaenyra um, boo hissing her own mm. you know her own portrayal like ah lies slander boo you know not completely taking it serious but you can see this is something that would weld them both together because here's sure. two targaryens that are kind of like seen and maybe this is this is probably new information to rhaenyra she's like well maybe the lords and all that but i'm still the realm's delight nah the fucking realm thinks you are a cockless halfwit uh, that would be dangerous and destructive on the Iron Throne. This is probably something that she's not
0: really processed. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, and and it is like, hmm. She, she's still also super sloppy in these scenes. You can see her saying things that other people overhear and take note of mm. in, in a very surprised way. Like she says, I, I wish I was free of the, the weight of my inheritance for a night. And the vendor looks over at her like, "Weight of your inherit? We don't have inheritance. I've never right. even heard that word mentioned here. That's not small folk talk. What? Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, she's just super sloppy, and then obviously that leads to her getting spied there later. But but also Damon is plying
1: her with strong drink. You know, she he pulls out a, a Targaryen bottle of what the fuck when she's probably the strongest she's ever drank is yeah. you know wine from. Uh, the Dornish wine or whatnot so um, yeah I wonder how much of that was into calculus too
0: probably uh, plenty alright let's go speaking of drinking over to Allison who drinks some tea and gets ready for bed uh, and that's pretty much it yeah they're contrasting the lives they're leading here
1: like mini moms trying to break out of, uh, a mom jail she turns to the bottle Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> As her
0: only respite. Uh, Damon chases Vernira through the streets of King's Landing, eventually catching up to her after she runs into Sir Harwin Strong. Uh-oh. I wondered if you'd recognize him in the darkness. Well, she says his name, so it was pretty easy. She says ah. Sir Harwin. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah. shit, because I actually... Man,
1: I miss that i because like on the second watch through, I'm like, I think that's <laughs> it just totally um, is, yeah, yeah, so that's the uh that's the sole guy who was turned on and aroused by her coming back to camp covered in boar guts and blood, mm-hmm. uh sir harwin breakbone strong um it's interesting to see him in the king's guard because the fire and bro- blood alludes to him being an uh made an officer of the king's or uh not the king's guard of uh, the city watch. The, oh Um, the gold cloaks so that's kind of what he's doing in this era and uh you know fortunately recognizes her so
0: you know she's not going to get drug off to the black cells which would be embarrassing for everybody i mean there are so many people recognizing her and spotting her here like so many people know that she was out she's i don't know if this matters here's the thing like Sir harwin spots her You know, she's been spied on by Missaria, but none of this matters. Right. Because eventually she admits to it. It's not like this is the only way in this that this could matter is if word spreads beyond the family here. If if Sir Harwin goes and talks with some other lord um, because they're considering, you know, putting their rose in the running for uh, her hand in marriage. Yeah. And word about this thing with Damon gets out. Through her, through him, or Missaria, that could be a problem.
1: Uh, someone pointed out. I think it might have been Kim Renfro pointed out that, like at some point, Damon pulls her her disguise is like she's disguised as some boy, and he yeah. pulls her hat off, revealing the Targaryen signature platinum blonde hair, mm-hmm. almost implying that Damon wanted to be seen. Which takes me back to this being some kind. I don't know that like I would ever give Damon the credit of plotting a plan, but like he's got something that he wants to have. He wants to be seen. He wants to provoke some kind of confrontation. He wants to inject some chaos in the situation. And that seemed plausible to me. And, And yeah, that that act is like he no longer wanted to be undercover at that point.
0: Yeah. Second watch, I was definitely picking up on something that Damon's doing there. Uh, cause yeah, you don't, you don't just forget that. Oh, we're supposed to not be seen. Yeah. And pull both your hats off. All right. Allison's awoken in the night by a servant who says the king has requested her presence and they have some pretty uninspired sex. Meanwhile, Damon and Rhaenyra end up in a pleasure, den where all manner of sexual conduct is on display. Get some of both uh, a little too aroused and they start making out, but before it can go any further, Damon, Ends it for whatever reason. Uh, unfortunately, a young boy season recognizes them. Leaves
1: Rhaenyra with the worst case of blue ovaries ever. <laughs> sure. In King's Landing. Um, I This is stuff is like I said, this is straight from the to- the tome of mushroom. You know that uh, there's this line about uh, the way mushroom tells it is that Rhaenyra really wanted to fuck Kristen Cole. But she was shy because she'd known that he wasn't a virgin and she was so damon's like i can show you how to pleasure not just men but ladies too and it began with kissing lessons which we see them and then he took her to the streets of silk and showed her all manner of ways that uh, men and women can can pleasure each other and and it's interesting how they blended those kind of approaches and those a single night you know essentially like they did have the passion of kissing he is like you know like this and she's like she's not shy about being there. Like she is feasting Mm -hmm. her eyes all about at the coupling. And I mean, look at the tapestry
0: she lives with. Come on.
1: And the tap. Yeah. She's, 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 she's like living in the fucking uh, Hugh Hefner's mansion. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's all, she, he gets her all sexed up. Uh, He's he's essentially saying that like, you know, uh, sex is not just for, uh, not just for the, it's not just for procreation. It's not just for the man's pleasure. It's something that everyone can enjoy and it's great. And you should get into it. And mm-hmm. you know, he's turned so, why does things go bad at the end? The show, the uh, the after show said it's it's uh, a case of impotence. Mm-hmm. But what brought on the impotence? Because I think about his failure to perform with Messaria. What are the things that are in common here? Is it is it that like when Rhaenyra wanted him bad and he was playing the like hard to get that really turned him on that power? Because it seemed like there was a power exchange happening where Rhaenyra was going to mm. you come up come at the the the, the Danny
0: and maybe that turned him off. Um, yeah, was, the way they describe it in that after thing, it's it's a it's a d- dynamic in power that that switch um, from where he's like. Uh, he's arousing Rhaenyra at the beginning and then she gets way into it more than he thought she would and then she's like kind of taking the power in the scenario from him Mm -hmm. and that turns him off
1: it's a boner killer yeah Uh, do you think there's a part of it like that he intended you know them to be seen in the streets of silk and for people to whisper but he didn't really intend for her to be this hot and heavy and he wasn't ready to like
0: He expected a little more. Deflower his
1: his niece, you know, that he knew that would be like a he's trying to find the middle path between, you know, getting exiled by his brother and getting what he really wants.
0: I think that's definitely possible. Um, He wants the rumors to spread. Right. Yeah. And he wants her to seem to the king like she might have been sullied as they describe it. Um, And so that she'll be worthless to the king and therefore he'll marry her off to to Damon. Yeah, I think I think that could be part of a plan here. How much
1: okay. Do you think him and Masari are still a, an item or has she completely thrown him over mm. in favor of being the white worm here and and in, in King's Landing and being the informant of Otto Hightower? Uh what what part of him being rejected and spurned by his other mistress plays a part in his courtship of Rhaenyra here.
0: I really don't know. I'm not sure if he's even aware of how wrong that's gone. Hmm. I, I, I get no indication on his attitude toward Myceria this episode. Like he's always been shitty to her, right? <laughs> he's yeah. Uh, I mean, two episodes uh-huh. ago. He was lying about them being, getting married and having a child and right. Just using her, tell pro, her about for power. it. power. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. He's always been shitty to her. So I don't know if anything has changed in their relationship. Yeah. But clearly Maseria's side of it is, is going all kinds of wrong. She doesn't, she's like spying on him actively. Yeah. For one of his enemies. Right. I mean, Otto is definitely not a friend of Damon. Sure. Um,
1: but it's interesting they, they, this is we I don't think we've talked about it, but this whole scene is being contrasted with Allison being summoned to the king's chambers late at night uh, to uh, you know have sex with him. And mm-hmm. she's just laying there. She's just doing the, the starfish. The dreaded ceiling. starfish maneuver, staring at the ceiling. But, like, he checks – at one point, he checks in on her. Like, are you okay? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, and smiles, and, like, it gets bright. And then as soon as he goes back to the perform, she just, like, like her. she goes to the, you know, dead-eyed slack face. Um hmm and it's like, yeah, it's like, I think it's like even literally like Viserys or um, Damon is voicing over that like sex is not just for pleasure for the man, it's pleasure for the woman. And you're seeing Allison like, you know, not always, you know, that is not right, required yeah. to get heirs, you know. Yeah, totally. Uh, but they, they also show that like the, you know, there's also the subtle pow- uh, b- uh, power imbalances. R- Rhaenyra technically is outranking Damon. She's the heir to the throne, but she's also a very young girl. You know, he's a mighty warrior uh, needing his protection in this environment, it should be said. Mm -hmm. And it's a classic kind of uh, bad boy abuse tactic to get a woman hot and heavy after you and then act like she's some kind of fucking whore and ditcher. And now she's vulnerable and confused. And um, I thought it's really interesting how they, you know, beyond just the aunt and uh, the uncle and and niece of it and beyond the. Mm 30 year old king 18 year old queen aspect of it there's there's other layers that they're putting
0: in here too and experienced in the pleasure houses for sure i mean this is this is a crash course in sexuality this is not i don't care how many tapestries you've seen there is nothing that prepares you for this uh sure as your first sexual experience so yeah, there, there are a lot of uh, taboos. It's so a far cry from imbalances. making out in the
1: backseat of a car on Lover's Lane, right? Being there Jesus, in the the, yes. the inner
0: perversion of a sex house with your uncle, yeah. hmm Yeah, it's wild. All right, Renira returns to her chambers and calls Kristen Cole inside. She's determined to fuck someone on this night, so she seduces Kristen. She's hot and bothered, and she's ready to bother somebody else. Um, I love... Kristen's expression when he sees rhaenyra coming through the front door it's of her so great again right right <laughs> like what huh, huh yeah again there's not I... a lot
1: of laugh out loud moments but there is some mm-hmm. wry humor in this episode and him getting completely flummoxed and then f- f- flummoxing for real um yeah i thought this was interesting because there was a lot of discourse on this too because let me ask you this first of all i, got, I have, before we get to this um, you know, a lot of people said, hey, it's nice to see women enjoy sex on Game of Thrones. And truly, sure, it is. Um, I thought this was a really nice shot. This did seem like two young, awkward people, believably having sex that maybe they're kind of secretly thinking they shouldn't be having. Um, I thought they did a good job of showing it. Sir Kristen Cole was not like completely about it, but he also wasn't resistant and it Mm -hmm. seemed like he had, you know, by the time it takes him an hour and a half to get out of the armor by the time he's put aside his snowy white cloak and he was ready to set aside his vows.
0: Yeah. Um, He he has a moment where he's like bent over thinking, am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? Yeah. He stands up, yep, I'm going to do this and he goes he just goes to it.
1: So Sir Christian could lose his life for this easily. Sure. Certainly lose his position and and be disgraced. As, As far as the power imbalance of it all,
0: can Sir Christian say no to this? That's my question, man. I, where does his oath end and the orders of the princess begin? I really don't know.
1: Yeah. Like if an executive assistant just really loves her boss and really finds him sexy, is that still not unseemly? Uh, I, I thought it was, cause again, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pearl clutch and be like, Oh, Sir Christian Cole was raped here. But like, it reminded me a lot of like the early goings of, um, Orange is the New Black, where they had a character who is like this really nice prison guard. And he was like one of the only non pieces of shit correctional officers in the facility. And he had this really nice Latina uh, woman who just got put in jail. And they have this kind of like meet cute courtship in the prison yard. And they end up having sex. And like, wow, a correctional officer having sex with an inmate. Like, what does consent even mean? And to the show's credit, they explored like the messiness that goes on in that psychologically, physically. You know, there's mm-hmm. pregnancy involved. Uh, it was it was a bad scene all around. Um, I don't know that they'll explore that, but like, I it's I I think it speaks well to the community people were talking about it. You know that like, mm-hmm. and again, that's where the delicate balances of power because Sir Christian Cole could absolutely say no. He could be like, you know what, Princess, yep. I took a vow you can't do this. I'm not going to dishonor the king. I'm not going to dishonor you. And like, he probably wouldn't have lost his life, but it is, you know, like he's supposed to obey, you know, she's, he's a sworn shield too. like obey every order. We see Kingsguard take that to extremes. Like the mad King, we love Sir Barristan, but he's, he fucking let Ned Stark's dad get torched. In the audience chamber, all kinds of bad, horrific shit that he stood by and did nothing because that's what he interpreted his oaths. Um, Eris Okar talks in a novel about how, man, I I'm so glad I got sent to Dorne because I don't have to beat Sansa Stark anymore for King Joffrey's pleasure. He's an honorable man. Didn't want to do it. But fuck, as King said, I just think it's um, it's, you know, Rhaenyra. She's a little girl, literally. Uh, Sir Christian Cole's twice her size and all this armor s- certainly more physically strong certainly probably more even worldly in, in that manner but mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's interesting thing that I think was definitely in that like his reluctance and his kind of like the persuasion of it and and I also wonder like where this goes from now because the next morning oh yeah yeah when she's being summoned to and and or summoned by the queen like you can tell that Sir Christian Cole has no fucking clue
0: what the relational the calculus is on this? Yeah, I, I don't know how you you come back from this. Uh, it, it's so, so it's intentionally murky, right? Like there are so many dynamics at play here yeah. that you're supposed to be confused because I think Rhaenyra is confused and Kristen is confused, and they're just kind of like figuring their way out of what is a weird situation. And because uh, because you look at Rhaenyra, she's got to be thinking about Damon in this. I was this just about thing. to say that. It's that it, you can almost see it in her face. Like, yeah, she's banging Kristen, but she's thinking about Damon. And they confused the issue even more last episode where they had Kristen and her bonding because I felt like Kristen is the best choice for her. And and barring the oath, they might have gotten married themselves. So like And the fact that he's a
1: baseborn bastard that has
0: no like, yeah, there's in
1: no sure, realm sure. do they ever get together officially. But yeah, yeah no, it, there's there's a there's an actually sweet relationship there. Right. There's, it's not political, but there's actually something and a mutual attraction. Uh, but you mentioned the Damon of it, like not for nothing, Damon and Kristen Cole are forming to be arch rivals, you yes. know?
0: And that's, that's uh, what I love about it. Cause it's not just like, Oh, how do they navigate this from a legal and political standpoint, but from a guy who I, I think wants Rhaenyra Damon um, mm-hmm. and a guy who got Rhaenyra Kristen in, in the ways that I think Damon wants Rhaenyra. Uh that's gonna be an extra you know, bit especially with a guy as as petty and angry as Damon. I mean you look at the way he's he's responding to Viserys here and antagonizing him. Yeah, Kristen is gonna be on that list now. If he wasn't before yeah. he's gonna he's gonna be number one with a bullet.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know that Damon laughs off this provocation like they oh. he did on the bridge to Dragonstone,
0: and it's and it's not his fault, right? Like, I mean, sure he could have said no here, but it, you know, you, you good luck pointing that out to him when you're literally the girl's no. uncle and yeah. you tried to seduce her in a brothel. Come on, yeah. yeah, yeah, you should have said no, really, really, Damon. I should have right. said no. Hmm. Yeah, but Damon, I don't think has any problem being a hypocrite. Oh, of course, <laughs> so. of course. There's still lots of Hot D left to talk about. We'll be right back after the break. And now, back to Hot D. Anyway, let's go over to Otto getting a message in the night from the White Worm, or at least the White Worm's uh, messenger, who we should recognize as the little boy who saw Damon and Rhaenyra in The Pleasure Den. Uh, Do you recall another person in Game of Thrones history that used children as spies? Uh... I do, I can't remember if it was Viserys or Littlefinger. Varys. It was Viserys, we, I, you bro. and I are both yeah. are trying to do, yeah, you know, or Jesus. add, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I
1: understand why it's happening. Varys. Uh, yeah, Varys, that was his little birds. That was his secret yes. uh, communication source that Kyburn later hijacked. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Interesting, so seems interesting. seems like a free, free cities thing. Seems like, seems like a Essos oh, kind of tradition. Yeah. Interesting. hails from well, there.
1: It makes sense because both Varys and, you know, Miseria, from what we know, were used as children Uh, and they grow up and they don't they see it as natural order to use children themselves um, Mm -hmm. in various in various ways. So, yeah, that that tracks.
0: And I bet, you know, they justify it by saying, well, better for the children to be used by me, who's going to be. I'm benevolent. not going to
1: cut their cock and balls right. off and
0: sacrifice to some demon oh, God. I'm just, you know, rich, yeah.
1: I'm just cutting their tongue out so they can't tell anything and, <laughs> and you know, giving, giving them candy,
0: you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's What's it's, so it's fucking that? twisted. It's Game of Thrones. Uh, The next morning, Maseria wakes Damon with some tea, claiming to be his protector. But the messenger boy that gives her coins is the same one who reported to audio audio auto the previous night. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this this should connect the dots, right? It did for me Um, on first watch.
1: Yeah, I think so. That like these these are all she is the uh, connected to the informant that is working for auto. Um, And also that she's realized that, like, you know, we have skipped several years by from her perspective forward in time. And she has gone from being a uh, uncommon whore to uh, a the mistress of the Prince of Dragonstone to mistress of whispers for hire. Like, she's she's trying to find her way. Like, how can I be? Yeah. And she's like, I, the skin trade can only take me so far. I'm getting political now. Uh, and I'm I'm I, you know, where where does she go from here?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I guess Damon was just a stepstone. Like, we,
1: especially about. since her chief patron, Otto, is getting dismissed at the end of this episode.
0: Yeah, now she'll have to find
1: some how well is she going to climb the ladder of chaos?
0: I mean, let's not forget that Otto still has a daughter who's married to the king, right? Like, it's and the king You're feels true. like we still the kingdom and the, the realm and the king owe you a debt. So and, and can can he stay mad at
1: Otto long if Allison's in his ear being like, you know, right. I clean his boils really good for you. And my dad's a good man. And he kind of got real, you know, uh, huh. Um, But I don't know I'm actually Yeah I'm not even joking Because again a lot of this We're still into Where like whole episodes Are being based on Two or three paragraphs of text So like I'm very curious Of how they resolve All these these issues Because like uh, Otto being dismissed From service is established You know That he overstepped His bounds In some of these uh, In in his ambition And his attempts And and, uh, Viserys sends, Sends him away but like you know, what does the queen think? How does that in fact, uh, impact her relationship with Daemon and Rhaenyra? Like a lot of that stuff is, you know, subtext that the book doesn't supply.
0: Gotcha. But like maybe the Maester, the Grand Maester, needs to be uh, next on her list.
1: Mm, cozy up to him. Well, you got to see who the hand. Got to see who the 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 hand elections
0: uh, is gonna. Who's going to take that yeah, position? I, I really do hope that it's. Lord strong, but we'll see. We'll see. We will see. All right. Otto steals himself to tell the King what he's learned about Damon and Rhaenyra. And when he finally does tell him the King is irate with him and Alison overhears the conversation.
1: I fucking love this. Like Viserys trying to draw this, like just fucking say it, Otto Uh and Otto being like, well, they were seen in a pleasure house. And and Vissier is like so like. Like, I I think uh-huh. that he kind of like his conge- his conception of Rhaenyra is like, you know what? She's probably the kind of uh, a gal who'll dress up like a boy and kind of spy things on the pleasure in the pleasure houses of King's Landing. Have you seen the tapestries we surrounded her with? Like, come on Otto. But like Otto is <laughs> just more and more uncomfortable and like not wanting to say the thing that's going to piss off the king, but the king demanding to be pissed off. I, I thought this was almost dark humor the way uh uh, Reese, uh, I- Iphens uh, plays this so Tar- funny.
0: Targaryen heirs get a dragon egg put in their cradle, Targaryen yeah. children just get a tapestry hung above their cradle. They,
1: they do, they do. <laughs> this is, uh, this, this is, we're having to talk when you are a newborn babe and the talk is a tapestry. Mm-hmm. There will be no further questions, <laughs> you know. Um, yep. but man, there's like when he finally comes, like they were coupling and like Viserys laughs in his face and says are you so sick with ambition that you'd have my daughter's because that's the thing like that's the this isn't like rumor has gotten back like last night this happened and we fucking know mm-hmm. uh that is
0: suspicious as shit yeah i mean he rightfully points out that he's been spying on rhaenyra um and and, and reese plays this so well i i Almost too well in some cases, like so expressionless that I can't honestly tell if he is where his loyalties lie. I can't tell if he is sad that he has to tell his king a thing that he found out, yes, from spying, but he's the hand of the king and he needs to know everything that goes on. And yeah, that that seems natural to him. I I can't tell if he knows that he's done something wrong here or if he doesn't. It's the
1: way and especially since.
0: Because, like, I think it, man,
1: I I keep thinking about his brother and how much he was pushing him to do this egg on thing. But they never played this guy, like, except for maybe getting Alicent into the chambers. That was, like, thing that he was kind of, like, Mm -hmm. you know, bouncing on his heels and excited about. But, like, when he got this word from the White Worm, he kind of, like, closes his eyes and steals himself. Yes. There isn't this kind of, like, yes, fuck, yeah, I got this thing that's going to really. But on the other hand, it's like, I think I saw someone on the subreddit say like Viserys did the wrong math, but came up with the right answer. Like, I don't think Otto is guilty of a lot of things that he's being accused of, but ultimately he is. And from the moment yeah. Allison wed Viserys, he is forever compromised by what's good for the realm and what's
0: good for his house personally. Um, yeah. And of course, what uh, adds and the way to they find it in, in the post episode uh, interviews is that he, he was it was a problem to him that he had to be the one to tell the king this and it would have been mm-hmm. great if he didn't have to tell him that but he did um, well he could have
1: sat on it and waited for room because like you said many people saw like you could yeah, have I, I wonder if Breakbones would have said something like you, you could have waited a couple days to have but like you and that's the thing it's like God, I thought he would be a little bit happier because this is something that he's got this hate boner for Damon, like their chief rivals. They established that from the the early goings in the first episode. You'd think he'd have a little bit of glee of like, mm. oh, the king ain't going to like this. And maybe he's not going to like me for telling him, but he's really not going to like Damon. Uh, but he didn't play it that way.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, if he waits, though, like then word gets out and it weakens his claim to the throne. I mean, he's got so he's got the queen there. Does right? it? Yeah, well, I mean, if, if I don't know, I don't think Otto wants a civil war to start, is a thing. Yeah, he's already I don't in think position, he's a right? man, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, he he's got where he wants to get, I think. And like he's, he wants to seal seal that deal even more if he can. Right. Marry, yeah. you know, within the family and get uh, closer to the throne. But like he's already done it or is, you know, the only thing that can happen now is his well-laid plans can be ruined yeah so i i don't know what the calculus is here he's i think he's genuinely found out a piece of information that is disturbing to him that he has to tell the king he takes no pleasure in it because a it doesn't serve him and b uh he has to be the one to do it to his face and that's both a dangerous and a heartbreaking thing for him because i think he does have affection for the king
1: He's such a good mix of Varys and Littlefinger because Littlefinger absolutely plunged the realm in war if it it got him a a minor castle. And Varys, like, I think the opposite. I think he would do everything he could to keep the realm from bleeding because his allegiance is kind of for the realm and the small folk in particular. You know, he's Mm -hmm. always looking after their interests. And I think Otto is somewhere in the middle where like he's definitely not full on Littlefinger crazy, but he's a little bit more probably because he's got a cock and balls, a little bit more ambitious and Varys was
0: sure he is
1: you know he actually has children that he has to care about their standing and position and the you know he's got a brother that's putting the foot on the gas and, and all that and what makes yeah. the, the scene extra spicy is allison's sitting in the uh, daemon targaryen trademark <laughs> lattice work <laughs> antechamber of the uh-huh. uh, you know uh, 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 yeah just just hearing the whole thing
0: totally uh, and then the next morning, Kristen awkwardly brings Rhaenyra a message from the queen. Uh, Rhaenyra meets her in the godswood where Allison asks her if the rumor is true. She admits to some of it, but denies that Damon ever touched her. And Allison warns her not to lose her virtue. Oops, too late. Uh, it wasn't with Damon, but it was with Kristen. Man, it's interesting
1: seeing these girls play at politics because... Like, Allison is coming, like, I, man, Allison's coming in with, like, a head full of uh, the sans esteem. Like, self-righteous, I can't believe you did this. And, you know, okay, maybe your maybe your uncle goaded you into this, but you are a fool for ever putting yourself in a position where your v- virtue can even be of doubt, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rhaenyra is responding by being like, you know, actually, questioning my virtue is an act of treason. Like, they're mm-hmm. both, like, launching these bombs at each other. Um, and, you know, Allison's feeling hurt because in her mind, she architected this dream situation where Rhaenyra can do her duty, but have the choice of any man in this. And, and was Rhaenyra done spit in her face and, you know, probably fucked her uh, uncle in a king's lane and gutter, you know, and mm-hmm. Rhaenyra is like, yo, bro, we've been talking about I've been talking about how much I fucking hate this life and I want to be a knight errant. Uh, And you are telling me that I got to be this old man. Like it's it's both of them kind of like coming out at betrayals from their different positions.
0: Yeah, I will say this self-righteous, dishonest Rhaenyra is a bad look. It's the first time that I've genuinely disliked her in a scene. Um, I felt like she's made mistakes before. I felt like she's done things that I wouldn't do, but I really didn't like her in this scene. She's kind of un like
1: honestly, she's kind of unlikable, and that's she's uh-huh. always going for the put down and the insult versus like she she seems like she can't really de escalate things. Um, yeah, they're they're really priming us for what it's going to look like when uh, you know she to to take more of a charge in politics. Like you know, you can see all these chickens are
0: circling around looking for a home to roost in. Um, well, it's the first time I think that she's leveled that at someone who I didn't think deserved it. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like every time she's been, you know, uh, just a, a bit but, too mouthy with somebody or like gone off and done her own thing in the face of like j- just throwing all her dad's plans out and, and botched the whole thing. It's been fun. It's been exciting. This time it feels wrong and I don't like it.
1: Do you think because I yes the question I was asking does Rhaenyra count this as a lie or does she, does she think that she can retreat to some kind of like, well, I literally just refuted the fact that I fucked my uncle. But the, he's
0: no, because she said she that he never, never even touched me, me. Yeah. which is definitely a lie. And and here's the more important part unless, is unless swearing... you don't count
1: dry humping because there's clothes between your skin <laughs> sure yeah no she sure. didn't, literally didn't His like you know there's there at yeah. least three layers of fabric between our genitals but
0: mm. uh no she's swearing to a lie here on the memory yeah. of her mother which yeah if there's a bad portent like this is the opposite of the white stat or the white heart right this is like the negative portent i just swore on the memory of my dead mother
1: especially since she took so much comfort from her, her dad doing the same thing, which makes me yes. almost wonder if that weird look she gave him at the end was her thinking, what if this is just a ploy? Like he's going to, you know, like he's mm. going to say this and just, cause she did, she
0: just like, uh, on, you know, on my mom. Uh, I think if you reverse the order there, then I would take it that way. Perhaps, um, if he, you know, had sworn to her after she had already sworn a lie on right. her mother's honor. Um, her mother's memory. Then I would think that, but no, I think earlier it was like, "Oh, wow, okay, he's serious about this." And, but then it's, the it's even more so like, "Oh my god, what what are you doing, Reneira?" I I think there's just a case of her lying to to save her image and Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad look. I, I don't like anything about her in this scene.
1: Yeah, and For the uh, first time. boy her and her and Damon she got their story straight because they're not going to be singing from the same hymn
0: Book at all? Definitely not. Uh, let's talk about that. A very hungover Damon is escorted into a private audience with the king. Viserys accuses him of defiling Rhaenyra. Damon implies that he did, and then suggests he marry Rhaenyra to him. Instead, Viserys sends Damon home again, or whatever. Uh, as long as he never sees him again, just go away. Uh man, he says like he's just kicking him
1: Ooh, in yeah, the kidneys.
0: Yeah, over can't feel after good. a whole <laughs> night
1: of drinking and God knows mm-hmm. what Masseria pumped you full of, and says your heart's blacker than I even thought. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and and he like, like like yeah, he's like you know you're a dragon. Who cares what the lords think? Uh, Aegon did it, and when he's like you know boy you're no Aegon. Oof.
0: Yeah, this is where I'm wondering if, you know, this is part of his plan to, to make Rhaenyra seem worthless to the other lords, right? Because she's a sullied, as they say, uh, so that the will marry her off to him. Yeah. It's possible.
1: Well, and there's also the, you know, speaking of the, the power dynamics and imbalances and all that, there's, it's. I thought it was a great line where, you know, Damon's like, you and I fucked our way through the streets of Silk as it as at, at younger than her age, and he's like, "Well, we are both men; it's different, you mm-hmm. know." Um Which is a far cry from the like, "What of it?" When my when he finds out his daughter was was cavorting into pleasure houses, I thought that was interesting too. That you know, there is like yeah. you know, obviously there is this dual, double standard down to our day, let alone medieval fictional planetos. But oh, yeah,
0: and it's, Rainier is going to point it out later in the episode again, Um and Viserys is going to be like, "Yeah, so." again
1: you think it's a little weak for like I I felt like Viserys is putting Damon on double secret probation here like it's literally the thing that you were sentenced to last time that ended up in you provoking a crisis of state Mm -hmm. and then you fought a war to get over it and now we're back here and I'm going to do this and just go go back to fucking runestone to your bronze bitch and trouble me no more that felt
0: weak to me super weak I mean there's no consequences for Damon Daemon does whatever he wants, and then the king just says, "Don't do that again." Right. Daemon does it again, and he keeps getting the same answer. So, yeah, Mm. why would he change anything? All right, Alicent assures Viserys that Daemon is lying, and Rhaenyra remains a maiden. She's not, but not because of Daemon, at least not directly.
1: Yeah. Uh, Again, Alicent, she's really going the bat. Two episodes in a row for mm-hmm. Uh, even though has put her off on a l- little
0: thin, spindly branch here. Yeah, and here's where I'm starting to feel like oh, maybe they should have ended this, um, ended this episode with the the Damon and Christian Kristen situation, where mm-hmm. you know he tries to Viser, or Damon tries to have sex with Rhaenyra and she goes and bangs Cole I feel like that would have been a great ending but then they had another outstanding ending coming so
1: yeah and I also really like the natural way that like Viserys and her are talking through because he's like you know when he's like uh, um You know, like like the series, like why would Damon tell this lie designed Mm -hmm. to further infuriate me? Like, why wouldn't he just deny it? Like, Ranira did, and Allison's wise enough to see, like, because this reduces you, it diminishes Mm -hmm. you in your own eyes, in the eyes of the realm. Like, it's it's a victory, uh, because goddamn, Allison is smart when it comes to political calculus. She's got a lot of her father's uh, tutelage and blood in her. It seems
0: sure, and and part of me is thinking. You know, does Corliss have anything to do with this, right? Coming back mm. from this joint venture, which was a calculated way of getting back at the king for perceived slights. Um, is, is Corliss saying, hey, yeah, go back and fuck with oh, the king while he's the him biggest distracted. shitster? Yeah. While I'm down here doing other things, shoring up, you know, the free cities and getting alliances with them and hoping that the king is too distracted with Daemon shit. Yeah, you you can
1: you can see them in their war tents, like chewing on turkey legs and drinking wine and being like, you hear this shit I heard in King. I heard the auto suggested that Rhaenyra marry her two year old brother. Isn't that fucking (laughs) wild? You know what, Daemon? You know what, Daemon? You should fucking propose. You should do. I mean, mm-hmm. the, Otto's already put his foot in it. What's it, you know? What is it? It's yeah. Like I, Corliss, like setting him up for it would be pretty funny. Because I can, Might I would, be. I Might would be. think that Corliss is capable of this kind of like you know. What's it hurt? He, he's already making an alliance with Bravos. He's already got the stepstones, mm-hmm. paying back all the co- the coin he lost from his coffers. Like, what's the downside of the play of getting Damon
0: worked up to go propose to Rhaenyra? Like sure. he
1: wins no matter
0: what. And and if he does have further things that he's trying to do, um, keeping the king distracted from dealing with the stuff that he's doing is probably valid. Yeah, for sure. valuable. Uh, all right. Viserys calls Rhaenyra to his chambers to try and impress upon her the importance of her position by showing her the prophetic inscription on his dagger. He also tells her that she'll marry Lenor of Valerian. She asks what he'll do about his traitorous hand, Otto. He thinks it's fine. Uh, Otto's just an ambitious man in a realm full of ambitious men, but she only agrees to marry Lenor if he deals with Otto.
1: You made a lot about the Targaryen's fire resistance with this handling of the hot blade. I, I show looked into has made it. A lot
0: about it. Okay.
1: Apparently this is a Valerian steel dra- dagger with a dragon bone handle.
0: Okay, so dragon, dragon bones, bones heat resistance
1: has got to it gotta be on the 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 scale of like asbestos, right? Which would you? Let me oh, ask yeah. you this: Which would you rather cut through without a ventilator, dragon bone or asbestos?
0: Hmm. Pro- probably asbestos. <laughs> I don't know what's in those dragon bones. At yeah, least I know right? what disease I'm getting when I cut through asbestos. Like I'm
1: getting a raven every day from the lawyers of Old Town saying, if you've been exposed to dragon dust, <laughs> you might have Caraxleomone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you could be entitled to compens- cash compensation through the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not breathing that shit. And like, I, again, I, you know, it, it's I think it's super interesting that as you know George has his "quote unquote" bee in his bonnet about a minor succession of Targaryen kings that got fucked up in Game of Thrones and wanting to get that stuff right, but like he has been the one writing hardest against the Targaryens being fireproof, and yet they are constantly flirting with that. Like at three yeah. or four episodes, they're flirting with Targaryen fireproof stuff. So uh-huh. not sure they're what George is playing at here.
0: Question. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I find it hilarious. This entire episode, every time Viserys thinks he can hold the realm together by making sure Venera is the heir. Because he doesn't he doesn't see the fracture coming and I maybe I only see it because I have a little bit of foreknowledge, but the fracture is getting more obvious. Um, and the the I guess he's just out of touch mm. a bit. He's he's sort of out of touch with the people. Certainly, I've never seen him interact with them once. I don't think he knows that there are plays going on in the streets that involve the heirs and the the battle for the throne already um, and what the people's opinion of that is. But even with the lords, I think he's getting a little bit out of touch. I also like how
1: they handled the like father of a teenager kind of aspect of it, where like he starts in trying to be conciliatory. Like, look, I know I've laid a lot of heavy stuff on you at this uh, this prophecy and I'm trying to groom you to be this head of state and Then she shoots back another like he's pre defending her and then she shoots back. Plus, I wouldn't be put up with this shit if I if I wasn't uh, if I was a man. And then he instantly goes into like pissed off dad mode. But you're not a man, Rhaenyra, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I I, I thought it was really it's really good and makes me wonder how their relationship is going to go forward from here. And I man, I'm really curious about how many uh, episodes of young Alicent and Rhaenyra we got ahead of our, ourselves too because like I'm honestly shocked I'm honestly shocked we're almost at the halfway point and we still got the the young princess and the queen
0: yeah I mean honestly I could go the rest of the season with these yeah, actors
1: I'm because not, they're great and the, the more they layer on these tensions and these old hurts and wounds the more awesome it's going to be when they finally start getting you know mano a mano dragano dragano uh, uh-huh. it's, it's going to be cool And then she's got, he's got an ask of her a demand that like, look, you got to do your duty and I'm tired of this farce that you're doing with the Bachelorette show. You're going to fucking marry Laenor, your cousin. Mm -hmm. And then she fires back, fine, I'll do my duty, but you got to do your duty and get rid of this vulture that's sitting on the the
0: council. And uh, so that's what he does. Viserys calls Otto to the small council chamber and removes him, his hand of the king. Uh, And he does it in uh, very kingly fashion here he's he's got a big speech that he's prepared about uh, you know to kind of highlight you know where where do your loyalties lie how you started out as a guy that you know um, was boosted to power very rapidly and yeah under suspect sure conditions yeah is he trying to imply that maybe Otto had some something to do with the death of his father I
1: don't man the way I read this is he has been brooding over what Alicent has said. He's been brooding over has said, and he's been turning over like uh, this is, I think, the first. Like, well, I mean, Damon said it to him and he didn't believe it. Now Rhaenyra is saying and he's turning over. It's like, you know what? My dad, Balon the Brave, writer of the second baddest dragon in the fucking Seven Kingdoms, dies of a burst belly, which is essentially an, like an appendix uh, appendicitis like Is how can someone okay. i i think that's like it's it's one of those th- things um I, how can someone so strong know. and mighty and you know obviously his dad looms large in his memory because he's a son uh how can someone like that be brought low and then five days later Otto out of nowhere gets elevated to the hand of the king
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and and also this queen that you fostered on uh, foisted on me she was a calculated distraction and like I think you're supposed to understand that like half of this stuff is true. Half of this stuff is kind of like J- JFK style conspiracy nonsense, mm-hmm.
0: but enough of it's and true. He like, knows that that's not a, a foregone, that it's not actually completely accurate, right? He knows that right. there's a split loyalty here, but that's why he has to get Otto away because the yeah. loyalties are split.
1: Yeah. And the way he tries to do it is like, you know, the the crown and the realm owe you a debt. I don't know what that looks like and what that actually means in practice, but I cannot trust your judgment. I don't. Mm-hmm. I wonder what happens to Otto. Are we going to see him brooding in Hightower now? Is he going to find a way to hang around that court? Is he going to team up with Masaria to try to, like, you know, manufacture some scandal to get back in the grace? Like, where does he go from I mean, here? He,
0: he had a good run. I
1: yeah, I, I like, feel like it's a good one. Run run. He got off
0: easy, right? Like Yeah. I, <laughs> your daughter is now the queen. Your family's your your house's future is secure, man. I How much further do you want to push this? Yeah. So I, I mean, he, he Go ahead, I'm sorry. His house is just way more powerful than it was before. So why are why would you try to continue scheming when you've already landed yourself as close to the throne as anyone could get
1: yeah yeah he's been you know king. he served the old king he served uh, Viserys uh, he's been doing this for over a decade maybe closer to two at this point point. and uh, and now it's all come to an end and I, I do wonder like you know since this guy is a big part of the show big part of the cast like what do they do with him now
0: yeah I mean I'm assuming he'll still be out there scheming, looking for more power, as they say. He's, he's that the type of guy that's thing. going
1: to like raise banners. they're not going to go back to High Tower, and there's, there's so. going to be a High Tower rebellion, you know? Because you're right. right; they are broadly speaking, they've won far more than they possibly could have thought, you know. Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. And then finally, at her father's behest, Rhaenyra is brought some tea to drink before bed, which will, quote, rid her of any unwanted consequences from the previous night's uh, festivities. Plan tea, as I'm calling it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, moon tea. This shows that Viserys doesn't believe her. I mean, you don't send the plan B tea to Rhaenyra here if you believe that she never had relations with damon
1: i wonder if this is like the old adage with the soviet uh, missile reduction treaties trust but verify like i mm-hmm. believe that you didn't have sex with damon but we're going to drink the tea so that you don't fuck it up with lanor you know because the only thing that can harsh this is like you could showing up to the wedding with a swollen belly because like you know Mm-hmm. Um, whatever or might personally think about a woman who have sex before marriage, the realm would think a certain thing, and it's just not going to happen.
0: Uh, I mean that that's not trust.
1: Let trust me ask would you this: is not trust? Sorry, because here is here. Okay, so the maester leaves the tea on the table and and walks off, uh-huh. and and Rhaenyra
0: looks at it thoughtfully. What do you think she does? Uh, I think she pours it in the pours it out the nearest window i don't think she drinks it
1: do you think sir chris is this how strong is the seed of sir Christian's soul the coal
0: <laughs> i don't know man yeah i don't know we'll see um, uh
1: can can he can his seed storm a uterus as well as it can dehorse a targaryen because if so we and, and she pours that out the window we might have we might have some trouble we got some trouble. Yeah. We got we got a baseborn git in the air of the uh,
0: the 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 throne's womb here. I don't know. Let's complicate this, man. Why not? I mean, that's <laughs> that's more exciting. So yeah, let's do it. Okay, all right. Tee out the window, baby in the belly. Let's do it. Yeah, uh,
1: it's uh, all bastards all the time here on House of Dragon from here on out. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. We'll see. We'll see uh, how this uh, plays out in the weeks ahead.
0: Let me ask is you that this. It? Oh, you got some. You got you got something to propound to me. Okay. One last thing. It's not possible. This is the same tea that Allison's drinking before bed, right? She's not trying to prevent any future heirs. I wouldn't. I don't think she's copping a.
1: a I think Because Cersei, so. Cersei had elaborate tactics to make sure she never had uh-huh. Robert's uh, children. Uh, I, I I don't I don't think so. No, I think okay. she's drinking. She's just drinking mom wine. All right. That's it. Mom, mom's drinking wine because the babies are crying. <laughs> you know, that old saying. Sure. Uh, and that will do it for House of the Dragon. The Hot D is being uh, cooled off for just a few days because we're going to come roaring back with a feedback episode in a couple days. Uh, hot D at BaldMove.com is how you contribute to that. Of course, you can follow us along uh, over on Twitter.com slash BaldMove. That's the best way to find out everything that we're releasing because, you know, we're also engaged in another uh, minor fantasy property you might have heard of, the Rings of Power. We got our buddies, uh, the hounds helping us out on there, just like Maester Anthony is helping us out with some of the lore stuff on the uh, House of the Dragon stuff. Double Dragon, uh, Maester Anthony's take on increasingly not just House of the Dragon, but also Rings of Power. You're getting double your Double Dragon. Uh, it will be out later this week as well. And of course, Sunday, the night, the big event, uh, we'll be watching episode five and talking with it with our uh, club members live and they can interact with us. If you want to get in on those instant takes and instant talks, uh, check out the club, support.baldmove.com. All right. We'll be back again in a couple days of feedback. Hot D at baldmove.com for that. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.